0: Hi, everyone. It's Hannah here. Just popping in to say that the episode of Sleepover Cinema you are about to hear is super special in that it is quite vintage. So this was an episode that we recorded for season one, but we ended up having to move it into season two because of some collabs that we had that came up in the process. But... Don't let that trick you into thinking that this episode is of lesser quality than any of the other ones we've done because we have some very special guests on this episode. So just know we recorded this episode in the summer of 2020 and enjoy. Welcome to Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of those whose favorite movie villain, without a doubt, is Preminger. I'm Hannah Leach. And I'm Audrey
1: Leach. We are the sister filmmaking duo, also known as Two Pink Pictures, and we have
0: not stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them. We're going to explore the good, the bad, and the nonsensical of the very often direct-to-video movies that first inspired our love for film in an attempt to answer the question, are these movies actually good? And at the end of the day, do we actually care if they are?
1: Today we are talking about 2004's Barbie as the princess and the popper. Coming to DVD and video, it's
0: Barbie as the princess and the pauper. Just like you, just like you, or just like me, you're just like me. Coming September 28th to DVD and video, includes a bonus CD with seven songs from the movie, while supplies last. And we have some extremely special guests with us here today our beloved cousins, Aaron and Julia. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hey. Hey. So, so, who's who? I'm Julia. And I'm Aaron. Yes. And um, we have a a long and storied history <laughs> of watching these movies together, <laughs> and I feel like they've become, like, a lexicon of communication
2: <laughs> for us, sort of.
1: <laughs> Truly. All right, cousins, you need to give the people just a little quick, you know, a sound soundbite. What, what's up? What's up um, with you guys?
2: Um, so... <laughs> so, my name is Julia. I'm a hairstylist in Cleveland, Ohio. So, I'm 20. Um... My favorite movie from this genre, definitely Mermadia, yes. a Barbie tale. I,
0: um, That's so funny Bibble forever. we missed, <laughs> I feel like I fully missed *Mermaidia*, but I was always really, really jealous of your *Mermaidia* Barbies. I
2: was the target
0: audience. Yeah. I had wait. the
2: Barbies. I had the Bibble plush. <laughs> I <The> Bibble plush <laughs> was committed. Wait, wait. Yeah. I thought Bibble was from *Fairytopia*. It
0: uh, was a crossover. Crossover. Um, it's yeah, all Barbie. Mm-hmm. And Fairytopia exist in the same universe, I do yeah. believe. It'll be like
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a more accurate sound, but <laughs> that He'll is what's light. in my head. It <laughs> will <laughs> be like I can
0: still yeah. see him t- <laughs> in my <laughs> mind's eye. Yes. Uh Good. Aaron, what about you?
2: <laughs> um I'm Aaron. I'm twenty three. Um I'm a grant writer by day, but mostly the passion project is baking. So if you <laughs> Wanna follow my baking account on Instagram? It's What's Erin Baking. And um, I'm about to move, so hopefully I'll see a shift toward full-time baking steps. Mm-hmm. Um don't know how that's gonna go down with the current state of the world, but yeah, we'll see.
0: I think just a little bit of context about our relationship as children would be good. Um Erin <laughs> and Julia each can you explain what the vibe was? Absolutely. <laughs> <Okay>.
2: um, <laughs> Reflecting, I feel like as the youngest cousin, I was often like the, I want to say not butt of the joke, <laughs> <laughs> but like I took a lot of the hits. What hits? Not from us, but like I'd have to go upstairs and get the food and have the adults be like, so what are you kids doing? Okay, and backing then, it up though, yes. like um, the, the premise here is that we... Like how Hannah and Audrey now have two pink pictures. We had We the Cousins, very, very like baby version of a little team of video makers. And we'd put them on YouTube and we Mm -hmm. made... A whole variety of series, from like videos with our brats and Barbies (laughs) to like Uh, more esoteric, like conceptual, (laughs) like dreamscape.
1: Yeah, Um, it's true. Like
2: (laughs) SNL skit reminiscent. Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel like um, what Julia was gonna say, or something related to what Julia was saying, is like Julia would always be like low key struggling to keep up with our high concepts. (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe just being stubborn. I don't really All know. All of the above. Yeah, because
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, then the, the age gap between Julia to
0: Hannah yeah, is what, five, five years. Which is a lot when you're a baby. Yeah, when well, you're like six. Yeah, I was just getting my hair done by Julia last week, and we were talking about the fact that when I was in eighth grade, she was in third grade. Oh. Right. And we were like, oh, that's a really big gap. Yeah. Yes. But now it feels a lot more uh, mm-hmm. casual, mm-hmm. obviously. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, anyway, so... You two were called in for a very important task, which is talking about Princess and the Pauper. How are you feeling about that? Amazing. I feel ready,
2: prepared. (laughs) I've been thinking about it all week, not
0: going to (laughs) lie.
2: I have had... The song, I know you know which song I'm talking about from this movie, Uh stuck in my head. (laughs) Wait, but there's a lot
0: that are really good. Uh, It's
2: (laughs) Premingers. Praise (laughs) the terrain of
0: (laughs) 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 Premingers. I'm really excited to uh, watch this movie, which we Uh, are are going to do. We're going to go into the conference room here and watch it and then come back and finish our recording. (laughs) Audrey, do you have anything you want to say before we get into the facts? No, I'm I'm ready. I'm game. Let's go. All right, cool. Okay, so here we go with the facts, everyone. Barbie as the Princess and the Pauper was released direct to video on September 28th, 2004. Um, This movie was directed by William Lau, who upon research is known for a lot of brand adjacent animated movies, including all of the Monster High movies, as far as I could tell, um, and pretty much all of the Barbie animated movies. And all the Hot Wheels animated movies. Okay,
2: this, is, yes.
1: this is a niche that I feel that I should get into.
0: <laughs> yes, I, I think so, too. I hope you do. Yeah, he... And it's crazy because I'm sure he's made so much money off doing these movies too. They <laughs> yeah. seem very lucrative. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um this movie was written by Cliff Ruby and Alana Lesser, who when I looked into their credits, I was like, why are they all the same? And this is not the first time this has happened, but they are a uh they're married. They are like a husband and wife writing duo, oh. which is cute. Um oh. and the highlights of their uh Collected works are as follows, oh, and an no. important piece of information for Erin and Julia is that <laughs> Audrey and I only pick things that we know off of people's <laughs> lists. <laughs> like, we just, okay. we, just uh, we keep it light, you know? <laughs> so, uh, highlights of their collected works, Mean Girls too. They wrote Mean Girls 2. They wrote what Terrible. looks like. Yeah. It looks like they wrote all of the Barbie movies. They wrote a lot of episodes of Dragon Tales. They wrote. Amazing. They wrote Beethoven's Fifth. Oh. <laughs> yes. the, the DCOM I'm least interested in. Yeah. <laughs> and, so boring. Uh, and they wrote friggin' Balto. <gasps> <laughs> which I've never seen Balto, but the name Balto really sits in a weird place with me for some reason.
2: It takes me right back to third grade, and I could not explain why. <laughs> it takes me straight to my McDougal Holt reading book. Oh, oh, yeah. I think yeah, that yeah. is it. Yes. <laughs> I can see the illustrations. Yeah. Yeah.
0: McDougal. That's <laughs> funny
2: that you remember that.
0: McDougal Holt. <laughs> um, And, yeah, so it looks like they've been writing together since the 70s, which I find to be very wholesome. The thing that I found crazy when I was trying to look up the information for this movie is they did not front load who wrote the music for this movie. They did not make that easy to find, which I found weird because the music in this movie is what makes it good. Yes. In my opinion. Yes. Completely. Yes. And so uh, the man who wrote the music for this movie is named Arnie Roth. <coughs> king. He an <laughs> absolute king. He is an absolute king. Um, <laughs> he's earned some acclaim, but he's basically uh, known for composing for barbie movies like standalone songs and also the orchestral arrangements and stuff um he's done some video game orchestral music but he has composed <laughs> music for the following barbie movies nutcracker swan lake princess and the Popper, magic of pegasus <laughs> 12 dancing princesses island princess and diamond castle so he did one of these movies every single year from 2001 to 2008 Oh, my God. But Arnie. you know what? <laughs> I'm, did he also write the lyrics? Well, you know what? When I was doing Probably the research, not. I was like, uh, I should check that. But then I didn't. So maybe I should look oh up. Oh, yeah. Really we need fast. to know because okay.
1: I think Arnie Roth is the composer, not the lyricist. And please hold. He's only one man. Who do we he hold He can more? only do so much. Right.
2: <laughs> Who do we hold more responsible for how incredible the songs um, are? The lyricist. I think the lyricist. Yeah, I kind of agree. Because all the way. It's
0: literally. Okay, I just want everyone to know that the "I am a girl like you" lyrics are on a uh, genius. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need them. Me I know all the words. <laughs> um shit. Hold on, I gotta figure this out. Is Arnie Ross a <laughs> lyricist? Why, Why is it, it not readily this available? <laughs> uh, he's a conductor, composer, and record producer, so that seems so like no. a no. No, he uh, didn't write... There's, okay. I don't think so. We well, need to be connected with this poet. Yeah, you know, lyrics... Whoever's the lyricist for this is not clear, and I actually did look and I couldn't find it. Audrey whips out her iPhone, ready to dismiss my research. Uh, on Wikipedia, they're saying songs for the film are written by Amy Powers, Megan Cavallari, and Rob Hudnut. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Rob. Him and McDougal Holt are they're in, buds. They're in cahoots. Yeah. Okay, 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 interesting. Songs for the film are written by Amy Powers, Megan Cavallari, and Rob Hudnut, who also also executive produced the film. (gasps) So this is actually kind of a running theme with this movie. There's a lot of people filling really strange roles in the production process that we will get to. That makes me feel like it was their passion project. It probably was. It It shows. Also, really comically, uh, they claim that this book or that this movie is like, Based off the works of Mark Twain, which, like, I guess it is technically, but still. Okay. Anyway, sorry, sorry, Mr. Hoodnut, we didn't mean to discredit you. Oh, um, absolutely not. This this movie belongs on Broadway. It's kind yes. of crazy that it isn't. Yeah. Um, Audrey, hmm. please guide us into the critical corner here. Okay.
1: So, since this movie was released directly to video, there is no critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is sad. Shame. Um, But it did receive a 75% audience score. So here are some reviews from audience members of this movie. Somebody says, the little girls should find this film a winner, but the adults won't. The songs may get them in the mood, but then it (laughs) falls down when we get to the terrible plot.
2: Mark Twain (laughs) wrote it. Excuse
0: me. Yeah, excuse you,
1: Melissa. Wow. Um. Another for your three-year-old little sister.
0: <laughs> that was the whole review. Okay. So, <laughs> All right.
1: And the story is a classic fairy tale, but executed well and with enough pizzazz to keep things interesting and fun.
0: Pizzazz. I feel like that checks out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. One of my favorite sections that we do here is the plot synopsis and tagline. <laughs> um, so, actually, you guys have scripts, right? Yeah, they can um, read. Erin, would you like to read the plot synopsis? Yes, yeah, it this whole bullet? Yes. Okay. Here's the plot
2: synopsis. Inspired by Mark Twain's fascinating 1881 novel named The Prince and the Pauper, the flaxen-haired aristocrat Princess Annalise discovers an unexpected friendship when she chances upon the humble, dark-haired commoner, <laughs> Erica. <laughs> -A terrible conspiracy threatens the freedom of the kind noble woman, and only Erica, Annalise's determined ally, who bears a striking resemblance to her, can save her. <laughs> Will the princess and the pauper thwart <laughs> the plans of the queen's scheming
0: advisor, Preminger? <gasps> there was so many good words. That's, that's actually a very well-written synopsis yes. for IMDB. Yes. Normally they're like, there's a princess and a pauper. Will they find love? Like <laughs> and that's the whole thing. <laughs> this
2: they they like narrow down their word choice yeah. with such precision. Yes.
0: I totally agree. I'm changing
2: my Instagram
0: bio to Dark Haired Commoner. <laughs> <laughs> um uh. And then one of my other favorite things, the tagline. Julia, will you read us this tagline? Yes. Singing in her first movie musical. <laughs> Normally it's like Period. one princess, one, one popper, one kingdom to save or something yeah. like that. And this one was just singing in her first movie musical. This That's...
2: sounds like a fragmented sentence. Yeah. I don't yes. quite this get is it.
1: definitely from like the DVD cover like right. yeah,
0: 100%. Right.
2: <laughs> um so
0: so the, there's that. Um, and then we get into the cast. So there are really, uh, oh, there's only one recognizable name on this <laughs> cast, but I'll guide us through. What I found upon researching is that the women in this movie are hustlers, each with their own robust and independent LLC most of the <laughs> time. So um, we have Kelly Sheridan, who plays Annalise and Erica's speaking voice. Wow. Um, she is the voice of Barbie in all of these movies. So that's great. Um, But she's also, unfortunately, the voice on a lot of My Little Pony. Um, Not her fault. She does a lot of work doing English dubs for various animes, uh, which, like, I'll just shelf my judgment away. (laughs) And she also was on the Powerpuff Girls, and she was, like, the yellow Powerpuff Girl. Who? You know, the one who's, like, the the rich bratty girl who, like, wants to be one of the Powerpuff Girls, and they don't let her in? Oh, Oh. barely. That's, like, Mm -hmm. really buried deep. Her name is, like— Princess money's a lot or something like that. <laughs> so there's that. Um, and then, uh, as Annalise's singing voice, we have Melissa Lyons and her only IMDb credits are the Barbie movies. Uh, she Queen. was... Wow. Yeah, she was Barbie's singing voice for like the vast majority of these movies. And... Uh, even though those are her only IMDb credits, she seems to be thriving, and she was Eponine on a Broadway tour of Les Mis at one point, so okay. that's pretty legit. Um, and then we have Julie Stevens as Erica's singing voice, and I found mm. some very interesting things out about her. So, by trade, on IMDb, it seems like she's primarily an on-set teacher. So, like, when there's okay. kids in movies, she, like, oh. conducts their school hours, and yeah. um, but I found her website powered by Squarespace. And, uh, no judgment. No judgment, because I'm the same. Same. Um, and she does it all. She uh, went to the fancy theater camp, Stage Door Academy. She went to Tisch for undergrad and drama. Uh, she was in the final cast of Annie when it closed on Broadway, playing Pepper. And she made a yes. short film about it. Pepper.
1: Uh, oh. It was called
0: After Tomorrow. I think oh, that's really funny. Yeah, and I she like it. she like won a bunch of awards for it. Like, I bet it's actually. Really Really good. Yeah, I yeah, don't know why huh? I feel like I've
2: heard of that. Yeah,
0: I mean, it, it seems like... It's this a short, so you probably haven't. Oh, yeah. I probably haven't. But, she's, you know. She's wheeling and dealing. And she also <laughs> is like a talent coach for people. Oh. Um Her bio is really long and she does a lot of things. So shout out to you, Julie Stevens. Uh, She seems like a very happy and enterprising woman.
1: Also interesting because... When watching this movie, I swear to God, their voices are the same person. I know. (laughs) Well,
0: their speaking voices are the same, but their singing singing voices are different.
1: Yeah, the singing voices. They do
2: sound similar. I always thought they
1: were really similar. Yeah. They're just like you. They're mm-hmm. just, you, They're just, yeah. like,
0: They're just me. like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then filling out the uh, male roles, there's a lot of uh, people that really were not that noteworthy, not to be rude, um, but we had Mark Hildreth <laughs> as King Dominic's speaking voice, Mark Luna as his singing voice. This was his only credit. Uh, <laughs> Alessandro Giuliani as Julian. And then <laughs> randomly, Martin Short as Preminger, uh, best known in our world. Well, first of all, IMDb was like, His biggest credit, Jack Frost in the Santa Claus 3. I was like, all right, I'll take it. Uh, He was in Inherent Vice. He was in Three Amigos. He was in Hairspray Live. Um, And he's one of those people that everyone knows. And he's really famous, but I don't know why.
1: (laughs) Do you guys know why? No. I can't even picture No, but I feel like if anybody older than like 40 listens to this, they're going to be like, (gasps) I think of him as interchangeable
0: with um, Alan Cumming. That is more accurate, but I think of the guy who, this is also embarrassing. Oh, Gilbert Godfrey, oh, Like God. Iago in mm-hmm. Aladdin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, they're not the same. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> anyway, now we're moving on to the good stuff. Um, Audrey, will you guide us through what was happening in our particular cultural sector in 2004? <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: So... Julia was four years old. <laughs> <laughs> um, myself and Aaron were seven years old and Hannah was nine. Um, so just for some context. Just, that's a wide range. Yes. Um, some deep, of the...
0: Deep childhood for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes.
1: Um, some of the most famous celebrities were Jennifer Aniston, Jude Law,
0: and Orlando Bloom. Um, mm-hmm. Which brings up, you guys remember my People Magazine collage phase? Absolutely. How could <laughs> I forget? Because yeah. I was like at my peak of it around <laughs> that age. And whenever I see like any of those celebrities in like old People Magazine spreads, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> I definitely had that like on my wall at some point. I
2: feel like your collages were the ones who, like that's how I learned to think that Orlando Bloom was a hottie. Really? I was like, well. Well, he, like, well
0: he was cut out, so we I guess. What do, you, what do you guys remember about my collage phase?
2: Um, And I might be thinking of, like, the wrong phase, even, potentially, but just your giant bulletin board, mm-hmm. which I just remember, like, I don't know, Haley Williams, like, <laughs> yes. front and center. That's really the main, yes. main thing. Yeah,
0: this, this was, like, pre-discovering Haley Williams. Okay. I was still a little okay. kid, but basically what I would do is, like, Both our grandma, like the four of us, (laughs) our grandma and my other grandma would give me like dozens of people magazines. And then I would make these like really weirdly themed collages with (laughs) celebrities like everyone wearing blue Everyone in Rainbow Order, people with backpacks. Like, just weird, like, <laughs> categorizing. But anyway, so whenever I think of Jude Law, I think of my collage face. Yeah, no, that's random. Yeah, keep, keep, keep uh, taking us forward, though, Audrey.
1: Okay, so Beyoncé won her first Grammy without Destiny's Child in 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, Maroon 5 was really popular. Um, Nicole Ritchie and Paris Hilton were very popular, a.k.a. The Simple Life. Yes. Um... Ashley Simpson had her lip-syncing moment.
0: Do you guys remember that?
1: Mm-mm. No. Oh, that was such was a big deal to me. In. Yeah. Audrey, did
0: you care about that?
1: I remember it, but I don't. I didn't care Do about it. Do you even it. know what it is? Yeah, wasn't she just caught
2: lip-syncing? Well, Aaron Erin and Julia, do you know what it is? No. I mean, I know. Mm-hmm. I, like, associate lip-syncing and Ashley Simpson in my yeah. mind, but I don't know
0: why. Julia, we'll have to show it to you. Maybe we'll record your reaction to it. Oh, yes. yeah. That no. would actually be so good, because you were, like, too little to know. But we'll show yeah, it to you, and we'll record sure. your reaction, because it's honestly one of, like, the best pop culture moments of all time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, anyway.
1: Um, big one for us. Napoleon <laughs> Dynamite came out. Yes. <laughs> This was huge. Yeah, huge. That was huge. I, we we cannot even emphasize enough the impact.
0: Yeah, that
1: Napoleon Dynamite has yeah. had on our family. I don't think
2: I can remember a family get together from age like seven to eleven, probably, yeah. where our family didn't like dissect Napoleon
0: Dynamite <laughs> yes, for its like merits like your
1: your dad got us vote for Pedro shirts <laughs> he, he, he did them right. in bulk oh no no he, he made them oh he
2: made them iron he made them with iron on <gasps>
1: I, didn't know, I that. didn't know that. commitment that. to the craft. Oh, my God. <laughs> you Wait, made that them.
2: makes it so much better. I, I
1: need to cherish know. mine wherever it is. I know, I I know just, where mine is. The the, part part is getting bleached. Is the, the font oh.
0: is slightly wrong. Yeah.
1: So, right. <laughs> Wait, I should, like, crop that and wear it. I was actually <laughs> just thinking.
0: I always worry about that movie, though. Like, has it? Is it really dated now with, like, the whole, like... Pedro being, like, super outcasted for being Hispanic thing.
2: Hmm. I don't remember. I haven't seen it in so long. We
0: watched it recently with... We watched the second half of it with our parents <laughs> and um Josh, and we were like, is this okay? Hmm. Or I was thinking about it <laughs> yeah. at least, but I don't know. I love that movie. Okay. okay. And then I have a list of the biggest uh, toys and movies of that time, Audrey. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay. So we've got The Brats, Dolls, Dora... Leap Frog, mm. Shrek, Two, The Incredibles, The SpongeBob Movie, and Ella
2: Enchanted. Oh, Ella Enchanted! Yes.
0: Great. When I wrote out the SpongeBob movie, though, Erin, I was taken back to like your SpongeBob <laughs> phase, but I don't really even remember what it was.
2: I don't know. Did I have a SpongeBob like full fledged phase?
0: I feel like it was like your first thing you were really into. Mm. But I could be wrong. I could have perceived mm. that wrong. I feel like I
2: was into a lot of things mm-hmm. earlier than that probably, oh, but yeah. like for sure. They were kind of figments of my imagination. Well, that's not even true cuz I feel like Neopets was pre that a little bit. Hmm.
0: Oh, my God. Neil Maybe.
2: <laughs> I feel like we just watched a lot of SpongeBob. Yeah. And
1: you guys just had more um, merchandise
2: than we did. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like think the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> I think name yeah. It, TV plug-in game probably has a lot to do with why we were yes. so immersed in the world of SpongeBob. The game was so good. Wow. When I look back on, like, what my true, like, earliest loves were, SpongeBob
0: doesn't come right to mind. Yeah. But it was very
2: ever-present.
0: Yes. I mm-hmm. think that's accurate because I don't remember you being like a Spongebob stan or anything no. <laughs> it was just like that was something you were really into because I don't know I feel like you and Julia were never maybe Julia a little bit more than you Aaron, but I might not remember I feel like you were never huge princess people yeah but Julia was really into Ariel I think yeah Yeah. The mermaid thing, Mermaidia. Right. Yes. Do you remember me just like high key stealing your dolls and playing with them? Like, I would go into grandma's bedroom with you, Julia, and be like, Can I touch your fairy doll? And you'd be like, I don't care. I mean, they were amazing. They were so good. You had that pink one. Do you remember the hot pink one? Yeah, with the wings. And you had to plug them into that like mechanic in the back. Oh my God. So good. Those,
2: yeah. You had Mm -hmm. one that would launch into the air. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. The spinner one?
0: Yeah. What was that called? I don't know. It, it had was a, like prep- a Sprite. Uh, was it called a Sprite? Maybe. I don't remember. There was a really specific name for it. That also makes me remember about um, when this one Christmas when Erin and Audrey both got this mermaid doll I really wanted, <laughs> and I was so jealous, and I was so jealous that my mom used it as, like, inspo for a children's book. Uh, Do you guys remember that? No. Uh-uh. I'll have to send it to you. Yeah, my mom, like, had this moment where she was trying to make like a children's book and the plot of it was about like not being a selfish individual and it was about like me being super jealous of you guys getting the mermaid Barbie and me not getting it okay but that's understandable I know my mom was reading me, but whatever. <laughs> it's actually really cool. And I remember I always would want to look at it. And she would, like, get mad at me for always wanting to look at yeah, it. Because... I want to look at it right now. Well, when we go home, Audrey will ask her to pull it out. Because yeah. she did all these illustrations and, like, Aaron's in it. Julia's not in Aww. it, which is messed up. But Julia yep. was also, like, a baby at the time. Yeah, true. <laughs> Um okay. <laughs> <A rip>. So <laughs> now that we've gotten to the end of the cultural sector, um, before we break off to go watch this movie in the in the conference room, <laughs> um what are the main things that we each remember about this movie? And when was the last time each of us watched it?
1: Okay, first of all, <laughs> shall we all say it at once? <laughs> Are we uh, thinking the same thing? <laughs> I'm, thinking, <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm,
2: thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking Preminger. I'm thinking Preminger, too. That's How what can I was going to say. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. But that's just the element. Preminger is just the element that we have continued to make jokes about oh, right. yes. to this day.
2: Oh, to God. be honest, even when we were watching this as kids, he was always the best part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is the He's best so, part. So like exciting, and <laughs> engaging. Yeah. His he, vocal inflection was just to die for uh, pristine.
0: It's so good. <laughs> I'm really excited to watch that sequence, to be totally <laughs> me too, honest. Me too. Um, I can see uh-huh. the
2: choreo yeah. in my mind.
0: It's also included in the um the fake bloopers oh, that oh happened. My God. God.
2: I feel like I quote this movie to this day. Like in the car when I'm turning left, I'm like lefting, <laughs> <laughs> like the henchmen in the mine carts. They're like, yeah. all right, lefting.
0: That's me no. turning left. No, <laughs> lefting. <laughs> so to good. this day, holy shit, that's really funny. Um, uh, okay, uh, I remember. Oh, I'm, I have a really strong me- memory of that f- the first song in the beginning when Erica's like, Oh my life I've always wanted. And then the other girl in the sweatshop goes, can I come along? And it's like really sad. Yeah. It's yeah. like the saddest vocal performance. Yes. Yeah, there's also a lot can of I unnecessary animal sidekicks in this movie. <gasps> the dog that acts thinking. like a cat. That yeah. is the part that I could like do away with.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I didn't
0: really need it. Well, here's my question. I feel like the unnecessary animal sidekick was very much uh, targeted at individuals like Julia, who yes. loved the unnecessary animal <laughs> <Right>? sidekick.
2: Seraphina? <laughs> That's yeah. I feel like that's what kept Julia entertained while the rest of us were like in it for the rest of the story. Right, Julia. Yeah. Is like, a drama. I'm here. Yeah, I'm here for the dog. No, the cat that acts like a dog. Mm-hmm. That Wolfie. That would, yeah, Wolfie. Wolfie. And there's that whole song about I love you the way uh-huh. you are, and that, and that will, will never change. change. Yes, I feel like I'm with you, Audrey. That like when I watch the movie, I could do without that part. But when I <laughs> recollect <laughs> the movie in my brain, I'm like. I love that concept yeah. Yeah. yeah like the two of them together a cat hmm. couple <laughs> a whatever they're both the I, poodle I Oh, I forgot about uh, the, the evil poodle, poodle with the, like, oh. jiggly
1: fur. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> jiggly. And <laughs> oh. wait, you'll see when I don't you watch know, I it, remember. it's like, I'm pretty oh. sure there's a horse with an unnecessary, like, Spanish accent.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I think you're right. No. Another big thing uh, I remember about this movie was that the Barbies were untouchable. They were so good. Yeah, Audrey yeah. and I had the Barbies. And if you press the buttons oh, on the back of them the at the exact time. same time, mm. they'd sing in harmony. Mm, yes. And, Here's the thing, Audrey and I do a lot of really unnecessary harmonized singing on this <laughs> show, so we definitely need to flex at some yeah. point. The fact that we can definitely sing this oh, song, oh yeah, from start to yes, finish, absolutely. Like we, like we can. Shall we? Yeah. Should we do it? I feel like we should. The point is to do it before. Oh, that's true. We don't want to remember. That we know right. it. Um, I'm just like you. Okay, and yeah. a one, okay. And a two. <laughs> Wait, you're you're doing the high part, right? Sure. Wait, sure. I'm nervous. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We all, we are we
2: all doing this? I'll do be one too. I know it. <laughs> then, yeah, sure. I know both of the parts mixed, so I'll be sitting this one <laughs> yes. out. I can't compartmentalize part- right. the okay, two. Okay, okay. I, we only then know maybe this. you guys just
0: do it. All right. Okay, Audrey's uh, Audrey's playing the role of Annalise, I think, <laughs> and I'm playing the role of Erica. It's, it's weird to do it in front of other people. Yeah, it is. Right. It's not weird. Do you, just do it. Okay. I'm just like you. I'm just like you. You're just like
1: me. You're just like me. It's something anyone can see. A heart that beats. a voice that speaks the truth. Yes, I am a girl like you. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go off i got nervous for a second yeah, that too. alto parts kind of hard <laughs> <laughs> anyway it's it is ingrained well because and wow. that was the thing maybe yeah. princess and the Popper really ingrained our knowledge for being able to hear those parts because when maybe. you played the dolls individually yeah one of them rude. just straight up sang an alto part
2: uh-huh. yeah it sounded so bad alone <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: that's what it is Can I talk about
2: one more part that I understand? It's another song, of course. Thank you to the lyricist who's, like, not credited (laughs) (laughs) enough. The song that goes... Stiff upper lip. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's like, with stiff upper lip. There's the the first part where she he's teaching her how to be a princess. And the they like, stiff upper lip and arch the back. Never and ever then ever crack. Rims, yeah. Where no, no, she's no, no, like no. locked in a, a cabin. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't know know remember God. this. And she's like, what? stiff upper <laughs> lip. She's like crying. And, oh, <laughs> no, that's what She'll Julia was saying.
1: It's like us. the reprise. Yeah. Where yes. She's just like, stiff upper lip. And
0: I also think about uh, the part in that same song not the reprise but the first part when it goes sing lullabies and always harmonize in thirds 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 it's like we learned what a third was from the yeah. lessons and
1: like mm-hmm, that song is made for Broadway yeah yes
2: Truly heinous that this hasn't been put on Broadway. It is
0: upsetting. It's Mm -hmm. so good. Oh, man. I think,
2: I guess, a crime. crime. Well, we'll
0: have plenty of time to (laughs) break it down even further. Yeah, because we are about to... um, go Watch this movie. I brought my HDMI cable and everything. Oh, thank so, you. Yeah. Uh, Do we, Are we feeling ready to go do it? Yes. I'm so yeah. ready. All right, everyone, Um, I have no idea how we're going to watch this movie to all of you listening at home. Uh, probably we'll end up on Put Locker. So let's <laughs> yeah. just say a little prayer. No. Uh, and uh, maybe it'll be on like Hulu or something. No, 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 Thoughts no. no, and no.
1: That <laughs> website, guys, it's like barbieprincess.org <gasps> or whatever. What? No, we, we mm. talked about Is this. Is it on there? All the Barbie movies are oh, on there. Is it for free? Yes. Oh, 100% wow. free. Oh, that's good to know. Such a public me... service.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Look up what Do it actually God's is.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, so we're going to go watch this movie. Everyone fire up their um, resource of choice to watch <laughs> this movie. And we will mm-hmm. be right back. back, everybody. <laughs> we watched the entirety of Barbie as Princess and the Popper. I would say in the Popper, like there's a princess inside of the Popper, which I guess <laughs> there kind of is, and that's the point, but still. Oh, uh, um, true. Or whatever. <laughs> um, so I think we had a really good time. Yes. Does everyone agree with absolutely. that?
2: Absolutely, That was enriching.
1: Yeah. Enlightening, enriching, life-giving.
2: I have fun. (laughs) Original.
0: (laughs) Never before seen. Yeah. Never the same. (laughs) Show stopping. Um, I totally agree. So, Audrey, would you guide us through uh, some of our criteria here?
1: Okay. So, first, we're going to talk about the parts that we appreciated. I really appreciate the energy and level of execution in the choreography. That's (laughs) first on my list too. (laughs) Um, It's very clearly actual professional dancers, um, or at least Broadway level professional dancers, doing this choreography in a film that is is shot as though... We were on a Broadway stage. Mm -hmm, It's as though you were in the audience Mm -hmm. watching a Broadway show. And so the blocking, the choreography, everything about it is professional, (laughs) you know? And it's impressive.
0: Yeah. I actually wrote down in my notes that this whole movie seems like an entirely feasible uh, concept for a high school musical. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, it seems very doable. It'd be so good. And then there would be opportunities for weird people to act all the animal roles. Oh God! <laughs> you know we don't need that. I'm just saying. It's oh. inclusive. <laughs> um, and then
1: we already said this earlier, but the lyrics and of of all of the songs, and there were even some songs that I didn't remember as yeah. much or at mm-hmm. all that still stood up pretty well. Mm-hmm. And the extremely wide and unnecessary range of accents throughout this movie. Hannah was saying that it really, like, carries it or something. Yeah, I (laughs) was
0: saying that, like, instead of making acting choices, everyone just has accents, Um, which I know Erin wants to talk about. We'll come back to that later because I know (laughs) she had thoughts about the accents. Um, What else did you appreciate, Audrey?
1: Last thing, the fact that Julian is simping... And is a simp for
0: <laughs> Annalise
1: throughout this entire movie. And I love he's him for it. he's not shamed for it. There's no mm. issues. I respect my king, you know? In fact,
2: <laughs> yeah, I admire him for it. Preminger
1: it's, it's would have gotten away with his plot had Julian not been a simp.
0: We need more of that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Speaking of Preminger, really, uh, my The thing I appreciate the most about this movie is that in the grand tradition of gay-coded villains that are never explicitly said to be gay but are heavily implied <laughs> to be gay, we have Preminger. There are two marriage schemes in this movie, and they never feel sexually predatory, even no, a little bit. Not even, no. sort of. Except that one part in the beginning when he talks about Annalise's inner fire. <laughs>
1: That's Um, the only creepy part.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but other than that, like the whole time it seems entirely about vanity and like power and not about Mm -hmm. him being like lecherous. Yeah. At all. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, no, he's like, don't get me wrong, very creepy. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Not in that way. It's like creepy because of how much he wants the power, but never am I like afraid for Annalise's well-being
1: mm-hmm. yeah, no same. even I'm, when she's kidnapped I'm not afraid yeah, right.
0: no <laughs> I'm just like oh no the kingdom yeah right there also is a very profound sense of responsibility uh, with all the royals in this movie even though mm-hmm. at the end they're like we don't care yeah. <laughs> throw away like
2: yeah. they still try it well I don't know do they throw it a- they don't really throw it away because well, it all works out it very coincidentally all works out <laughs> but not because of their responsibility,
0: yeah, definitely not. In spite of them giving up on responsibility, mm-hmm. things still somehow managed to work out, which mm-hmm. is like how these movies work.
2: So the new right. industry, it, it makes <laughs> the <tense>. geodes. <laughs> right, right. The whole new industry.
0: Um, Aaron and Julia, what, really it's coincidental. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll come back to more things about Preminger, but Aaron yeah. and Julia, what were the things that you appreciated this time around?
2: I definitely appreciated what we've kind of already talked about, which is the choreo, Preminger's entire character, and the lyrics. But I don't think – I guess I didn't expect this because I haven't watched this for maybe five years, maybe longer. But I was, like, (laughs) emotionally moved, like, many times.
0: Kind of against
2: my will. Yeah. I got goosebumps five to seven times, I would say. (laughs) And it's only an hour and a half long. Usually because, usually during a song, usually because there was some, like, really heartfelt chord progression that just got me. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know. When he would sing for Annalise, I was like, (laughs) oh. And I wasn't expecting to have, I was kind of expecting to, like, ironically enjoy this. But actually, I was moved. And just so you, all of you who are listening... Just so
1: you know, this is coming from the woman who <laughs> cried when she first heard music of the
0: Night." In Phantom of the Opera. Uh-huh. She cried yep. then, but that's not the first time no. she cried. She cried when she laid eyes upon him, <laughs> a.k.a. when really? he walks out with the horse. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, seeing
2: once again with yes, me. To be clear, it was the voice. It was his voice that did it. And I will say there were a lot of parallels between this and the Phantom of the Opera that I was picking up. I got Phantom vibes, or um, Christine what? and Raoul
1: vibes.
0: Oh, yeah. From yeah, that's true. And so From
1: Dominic know. and Erica. Yeah, yes.
0: Preminger and The Phantom do have the same flair for The Dramatic, I do have yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Um, <laughs> but I definitely
2: am not moved by Preminger.
0: Yeah, except, well, not, not in the way. way. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Julia, what about you?
2: I think I appreciated... It's been a long time since I had viewed this <laughs> as well. And I think I just appreciate how... The plot has changed me. I didn't pick up
0: on <laughs> any of that, anything at all when I was watching this as a child. Um what were the biggest elements that jumped out to you? Um, maybe just being able to differentiate between the characters. <laughs> <laughs> they Literally. do all look the same. They
2: do. All Ken, all Barbie, <laughs> all and the the different time. dress, different hair. Um You got Nick and Knack exactly the same. Right. Different I appreciate
0: them. How did you feel about the animal side plots?
2: Um, a little bit unnecessary, but I appreciate their role. <laughs> they broke it up a little bit, added a little flair. Um, mm-hmm. They moved it along. Yes, I agree. Yeah. They
0: are pretty instrumental to the plot. They are. I forgot that they were.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do a
1: lot. Okay, so let's talk about parts that are worse mm-hmm. now, or maybe more confusing, mm-hmm. or don't really add up, or are yeah. just, like,
0: not it. Yeah, can I start us mm-hmm. with for this Yeah. Part? So, I said this when we were watching the movie, but, like, the biggest plot hole in this movie is that the entire thing hinges upon the fact that Annalise and Erica look the same. But everyone looks the same in this movie. Like everyone right. is a Barbie with a yeah. different colored wig. Yeah,
1: and this movie really, really, really seems like it's going to be a discovery that Annalise had a twin. Mm-hmm. To me, this is what I always mm-hmm. kind of thought it was going to go. Is that yeah. is that Erica actually is royal?
0: Like a parent oh. trap.
1: Yeah, like right, that's what yeah. we're going to find out is that they are
2: twins but they're just two people that look alike and also happen to look like every single other person he, right. in the entire yeah fandom. and and you just
1: want you just i feel like in our minds we think that they're sisters kind of
2: yeah kind mm-hmm. of because
1: like they get married together like you don't
0: do that <laughs> right if you're not twins like i feel right. like that's only weird. twins do joint weddings yeah mm-hmm. Or, like, Who weird Christian people. was <laughs> Annalise's dad?
2: Do we know? Do they ever no. address oh, that? They, in the very beginning, they talk about, and maybe I'll get to this later, but they talk about how um, Annalise's parents had to give her up to, to to work and they loved her just as much, or um, Erica's parents loved her just as much as Annalise's parents, but they were so poor yeah. that they had mm-hmm. to give her... To to like the to same Madame work. Carp. yeah. yeah. But oh, yeah, to
1: eat. we d- and they were like. <laughs> so you see and you I do it again. Her Yeah, parents. we actually do see them. So I guess that mm-hmm. that nips the whole them at being twin sisters thing. Oh, truth, <laughs> <laughs> but like you don't think about that because it's so brief.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's so glossed over in the first thirty seconds. Yeah,
0: this mm-hmm. plot is complicated, guys. It is. It there's is. layers. Mm-hmm. There's um, a lot that <laughs>
2: unfolds.
0: The henchmen are also really embarrassing in this movie. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They're cringy to me.
1: But, like, we were out here explaining the plot to each other as it was happening. Right. (laughs) There's a lot to know. There
0: was so much commentary we had to make that it was, like, hard to pay attention, (laughs) kind of.
1: Yeah. I—okay, two things. We were saying this when Annalise and Erica first meet— I understand like she can't just like fix all of Erica's problems right away or there would be no movie. But Mm -hmm. like she's the princess. (laughs) She, if you found somebody that looked just like you... And, like, you had so much in common. Wouldn't you be like, okay, we're going to the castle now. Like, you mm-hmm. don't need to work for Madame Carp. Like, we're going. But she doesn't yeah. set Erica free mm-hmm. at no. all. And she's just like, okay, <laughs> see you
2: around.
1: <laughs> Bye. <It's laughs> just like,
0: maybe you can sing at the castle sometime. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's like, like, we've had this
2: incredible connection. We're soul sisters. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
1: and then also just, this one is, like, less of a thing, but... Well, just by looking at Preminger, <laughs> why would the
2: queen trust him right. as an advisor? <laughs> no, that portrait that she's gazing at in the hmm. beginning is
0: so menacing.
1: Yeah, like that's just something that's like unanswerable, but I just... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Was he the advisor to the king before he died? Like, I... Uh,
1: no, but if that was the case, then that would be a little better the But maybe that's the so truth. Sus.
2: Do we know mm-hmm. how the king died? That's what I was wondering.
1: Preminger <gasps> like, killed oh my his death. <laughs> the
2: long game.
0: Preminger <laughs> with the long game.
1: Preminger murdered the king <laughs> and then stole their gold and then told her that their gold was stolen and then <laughs> tries to marry her.
2: It's and been to marry her mom.
0: Yeah. The handsome mother. Yeah. <laughs> the handsome
1: woman and of a handsome queen. Handsome woman.
0: Uh, Julia, did you have anything that you thought was worse this time? Um, Hervé. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Did not like his role. The horse was complicit. Yeah. The yeah. horse is complicit. The horse is
1: complicit with the, with
2: the Annalise death plot. Right. Could have prevented plenty. I just... <laughs> No, (laughs) (laughs)
0: Airbnb.
2: And he's French? Right. Yeah. And
1: I guess I have nothing against the French. I just. (laughs) Just how did we end up here? How? I don't yeah. decode
0: my paramour <laughs> plays in the background. <laughs> how did we get here? Um, okay, so we're gonna slowly transition now into the uh, problematic slash dated elements, if there are any. And I would like to nominate Aaron to go first to talk about <laughs> okay. the accents in this movie. I
2: have thoughts, okay, because obviously the princess and the pauper slash the prince and the pauper is gonna be talking about class. Um, I think that's what you're hinting at with the accents.
0: Yes, well, that's that's what you told me. So. Yeah, no, I yeah. just have
2: thoughts beyond that. Oh, just go, literally just <laughs> um, go for it. So, obviously, this movie is going to have, like, class elements <laughs> because she's a princess and the other one is literally an indentured servant. <laughs> but it's interesting to me because everybody has a different accent and what... What made me think of it is when Preminger's Evil Dog who's like <laughs> I think we said upper middle class
0: like <laughs> he's adjacent to riches. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um
2: has this like typically like I actually don't know what kind of accent it is. He's kind of like it's not You talking. want a piece of the boss like no. that. Kind yeah. of it's like almost
1: like Jersey. Like yeah,
2: Soprano, It's like one. very Italian. Mobster. Yeah. 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 And it's so, like, contrasted against Serafina's posh British accent. Mm -hmm. And it just seems like... She said, a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. Absolutely. And then jumped down a chimney. (laughs) (laughs) She's brave. Uh, She's brave. Thank you, Serafina. (laughs) Thank you for your service. um, (gasps) But Preminger's evil dog (laughs) is... Midas. Yes. Yes, thank you, Midas, is classed lower with his accent than he actually is. Which made me think about how we, like, demonize poor people and how maybe they're classing him lower because he's an evil character. Kind of. Okay, yeah. I'll go there. No, no. In the same way that, agreeing. like, Madam Karp is, like, yeah, she's, a larger woman. Like, the oh, same yeah. way that, like, body size is used to indicate if you're evil or good. And Preminger being short.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I also noticed that there were a lot of and this happens a lot in these movies. Um and I want to come back to what you're saying, but there is always like a bumbling mm-hmm. person who's like fat mm-hmm. or whatever. Like even the guard that lets yeah. Erica get out of the yeah. prison. I was like, "Of course he's The chubby. ones who are
2: yeah. evil or mess up or cl- mm-hmm. like klutzy like the um when the cats are chasing each other, they knock over like the baker, baker and mm-hmm. he's like fat and falls into his pie or something. Oh, yeah. God. And we're like, oh
1: the, that's yeah, so the funny. the biases that are created through that, those choices. Yeah.
0: I was thinking about that yeah. when we were watching too. And that happens constantly mm-hmm. in movies of this era. Like I think every single movie we've watched, there's been punchlines involving, involving size. That are fat. But also
1: though with with Midas, it's strange to class him lower. Give him a gold tooth and then make him a poodle because poodles don't have that. Poodles have a high class connotation. I feel
0: like poodles are like the bourgeoisie. I was just about to say like he's he's like, yeah, it's like it's Mm -hmm. like if you have a poodle, you want to be perceived as fancy. Mm -hmm. It's not that you actually are fancy. And like
2: it kind of. Once again, just gonna take it all the way. Yeah. Kind of like shames him for wanting to rise in class by being like, oh, you're this poodle, but <laughs> you're evil and you still have this accent that gives you away.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> like it. And okay.
2: Just keep going. more obviously the class issue that really like hits me over the head. Um even, I think even a little bit when I was younger, I thought about this was that. In the beginning when they're singing, I'm just like you, you're just like me. (laughs) Um, In the sacred text, I'm just like you. You're
0: spiritual. (laughs) Right.
2: They like go to great lengths to be like, our struggles are so similar and exactly the same. (laughs) We both just want to be free from our awful lives. Like Annalise wants to not have to marry a king so that she can be rich again. And she doesn't want to have to go to like galas and (laughs) events and wear dresses the horticultural and meanwhile erica is like i want to pay off my parents debt and i want to stop living in servitude and they're like sister yeah yeah, right and it's not the same yeah
1: Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: you would think that like i guess not because it's like a little kid animation but you would think that erica would be like
0: would like provide her a uh, reality? Check. Yeah, would right, would right.
1: that that part of it would be in the movie, like Erica teaching, you know, schooling Annalise a right. little bit. But no, it's just like no, we are actually the same.
2: Right, we're actually the same. And like, there's a little bit. I don't really know what I think of it. Um like when Annalise is mistaken for Erica later and has to work in the shop a little bit and she's like bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, she hasn't learned how to do things, but it doesn't really give her like she doesn't have a realization of like She oh, doesn't this is get worse. shamed
1: for it. Mm-mm. No. No, the little the but little helper in the store is like <sighs> Ah, oh, you silly girl. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: right. And she's not like this is hard work. Yeah. And my life was
0: fine. She's yeah. like, "Oh, I'm doing this quaint thing." Uh-huh. Does anyone else have things of this category? The ending, guys. <gasps> oh.
1: Yeah, I was going to talk
0: about that too.
1: Well, yeah, that I guess it's a it's a problematic element, but Is it
0: though? I don't know. That's if it why is. I think it's worth the deep read. Cuz I don't think we're all going to agree.
1: Yeah. I th- I mean it can be either. Sure. It depends on the person. Right. I feel like if we
2: knew the timeline, yes. It yeah. might but we don't know the timeline. She right. was like I have to go my own yeah. way.
0: Getting him back. It looked yeah. like 10 seconds but well, we don't know. I have something about the ending that we all c- can comment on. The fact that everyone's straight at the end. Oh, truth. The horses, the cats, the people Freminger,
2: <laughs> they're all straight
0: Freminger <laughs> is never disclosed to be straight <laughs> even airbay
2: even the right. horse airbay even the implicit horse <laughs> they don't even it's not even like a horse we've ever met before no it's no. literally great.
0: just a white horse with pink frills and like
2: eyelashes right
0: <laughs> that, that movie loves to do that that movie that this movie loves that to do movie. that <laughs> movie um, I would also like to say, and I know we were talking about this during the movie, and I don't want to go deep into it because I don't (laughs) want to sound uh, ignorant or whatever, but there's something about Wolfie that is queer, and I don't know exactly what, but uh, I just feel like um, Wolfie could be an LGBT icon um uh-huh. of our youth without even knowing it. I'm if we're you. going off of the general uh the generally <laughs> accepted concept in toys and kid <laughs> minds that cats are girls and dogs are boys. Yeah. And that Luffy's <laughs> always acting like a dog, and that <laughs> this whole movie's like, and that's okay. Like yeah. it just it feels like something to Stop me. Stop
1: trying to mm-hmm. act like someone you're not. Yes. There's yes. a whole song
0: about it. Yeah. Right. Right. Which, right. Actually, mm-hmm. this uh Oh, and let's not forget that during that song, uh, Erica invokes the Old Testament oh, by yeah. saying <laughs> saying that Noah's Ark should have had a cat like Wolfie, uh, which again I think supports my point of well Wolfie sense. being queer somehow. Agreed. But um, so vaguely- if we feel like we're ready to go into judging whether it's good or not, I have a few things to say. Let's do it. Okay. Let's, yeah. So there is something. Hold on. Let me think. Julia's knuckles. Julia's, like, ready to get into it. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I think in... So, is this still good? I feel like the thing that makes this movie... uh, I don't know. The thing that made, like, my synapses fire, I suppose, (laughs) during this was, like... There's something interesting in this movie about the fact that the whole movie, like, all the themes in the movie are about self-acceptance and, like, being the Mm -hmm. truest version of yourself, but the whole plot of the movie is contingent upon disguises. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I found that to be interesting because it was, like the most important thing you can do as a person is, like, let your true essence shine through regardless mm-hmm. of your circumstances and that people will ultimately love you for who you are no matter what pretense you put mm-hmm. up. Because, yeah. like, that's how Annalise is with her guy in the end yeah. and how mm-hmm. Erica is with her guy at the end. Um, I think that that is a pretty wholesome thing to teach children, mm-hmm. I would yeah. say. Right,
1: but it it is kind of counterintuitive because everybody believes they're getting to know somebody else like
2: like, you know what I mean I I see what you're saying but I think that by the end because there's also like like the I wish song of this is about being free and they're not free until they are free of their disguises and truly like in the end revealed to be themselves and loved and accepted for that right
0: and then there's the literal freedom of Erica. Yeah. Like, right. she was <laughs> a yeah. legit indentured servant. <laughs> Correct. There's mm-hmm. just something there in, like, the freedom and identity mm-hmm. motifs that I find to be, like, a little bit half-baked, which makes sense considering <laughs> that this is, like, a Mattel yes. production. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I do think that it kind of also ties into whether this movie is dated or not. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like it's really not that dated at all.
1: no. It's kind of, the themes are pretty timeless and Mm -hmm. it doesn't take place in 2004. So
0: uh,
1: the most 2004 thing about it is the bloopers. Yeah, right. The animated bloopers. (laughs) (laughs) Where a cell phone goes off in the (laughs) animated blooper scene. My My bad. (laughs) Uh And obviously, uh, the animation style is very 2000s. Yes, right. absolutely.
0: Um, and then I think the other deep read is, and what Aaron was bringing up earlier, or Audrey was bringing up earlier. So we were all really surprised at the end, where Annalise gets married, I think, and then Erica and her romantic interest have like a discussion, and Erica's <laughs> like, "I'm free now, so I want to go travel the world and sing, and like, basically like." Uh, I'll send you a postcard, but like I still, <laughs> right. I still like you. And she like wears like the fake, she wears the engagement ring or whatever. It's like a promise ring, and. So we see this like very brief moment of <laughs> her like singing in something that's supposed to be evocative of like Carnegie Hall. Personally,
1: I would like the Erica rise to fame spin-off movie <laughs>
0: <Please. laughs> yes. before Me too. she marries Dominic. <laughs> yeah. Right. So so basically she like seizes her freedom and goes and sings all around the world. And then the voiceover basically says, Erica realized it was one thing she was missing. And she realized that sometimes being free means choosing to stay. Meaning, like, choosing to stay with Dominic Dominic, and, like, the people that love you. And I think we were all kind of shook by that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was, like,
2: first shook when she wasn't just like, okay, we'll get married. Like, I was shook that she asserted her need to go explore the Mm -hmm. world and sing and chase her dream. And then shook again when they said something that deep, like, and philosophical about what true freedom is. And how fast... They doubled back so quick. Uh-huh. Like, they really took that back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was shoehorned. In yeah, there. I mean, she really traveled the world for, like, for 20 like, seconds. Not even. Oh, <laughs> not. So quick. But at the same time, I do find, like, are <laughs> like...
1: Feminist brains are like, what's the time span on this?
2: <laughs>
0: How long was she gone?
2: Like, <laughs> um, did she have
1: a full career? Like, yeah. like was
2: she Can we quantify her <laughs> freedom before she... <laughs> yeah. Stayed?
0: I feel like, I don't know. I feel like we would have been totally happy with her just going off into the world, but like... They had to have that double wedding in the end because they have mm-hmm. to sell the they Barbie dolls. dolls. It's the merch. It's mm-hmm. the they merch. They got to sell the double wedding Barbies. Which, mm-hmm. come
2: to think of it, might tell us something about the timeline. Sorry to get caught up on that. No, but I the timeline I is important, though. Because mm-hmm. if they had, a, okay, they had a double wedding, which meant... I mean, how long did Annalise was that engagement really (laughs) waiting? You know, like not
1: that long. Annalise
2: and Julian were ready to get married. They weren't traveling the world, so like, how long did they wait for mm -hmm. Erica to return? Simply
1: could not have been more than. Six months? Yeah, six months.
0: But, like, if you've never even been outside of your oh, dress yeah. shop before, I'm <laughs> sure that six months feels like a long time to be, like, exploring. Right. And sure. <laughs> who's to know? Or yeah, That's like an advanced study abroad, <laughs> basically. But who's to say that she can't use his kingly fortune to say again, peace out, I'm right. going to go explore more, and you can yeah. reign, and I'll come back, and it'll be chill. That's kind of what I took it as until I was like, oh,
2: wait. That maybe her freedom was financial freedom by marrying the king. Yeah. So now she's gonna just marry him and then like do what she wants. Yeah. I mean that's. Also I mean a I good support strat. that, Erica. Yeah, but. <laughs> and I mean he seems like he supports that, Erica too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he was fully happy to just like chill while she went around. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean Dominic he... is a man that simply does not exist.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like. And I uh, <laughs> I don't think I resent her. I don't think that I, like, I don't think I resent their messaging of freedom being that you can choose to stay. I don't think that that's inherently, like, harmful for little girls to be hearing. Yeah. Because it's still rooted in choice. Yeah,
1: it's rooted in choice and is true for a lot of people yeah. but if did they really have to <laughs> pair it with walking down the
0: aisle yeah, i mean this no, right. they did not mm-hmm. this movie still does do the classic framing of your life ends once you get married yes. yeah
1: for sure Ugh. that's so common in childrens. Yeah, we
0: haven't we yeah, haven't yeah. really experienced that cuz we're not watching princess movies mostly, mm. but this is like kind of the only princess movie other than Princess Diaries, which I guess she does get married in Princess Diaries too. Yep. Wait, mm-hmm. does she?
1: Um no, she doesn't she get gets married. Engaged. She no, she doesn't even get engaged because oh, they you're changed right. the law. You're, oh, right, 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 right. She's supposed to get married, and then yeah. she's like, no, bye. She just has Chris Pine as her boyfriend, yeah. and
0: then she gets to be queen, right. and that's the end. We literally watched this movie like two weeks ago, and I can't remember <laughs> what happened. Um. Anyway, so there's a lot of questions with the timeline of, this right. of the <laughs> end of this movie. The fact mm-hmm. we're even talking uh, about that. But you <laughs> know yeah. what? This is why we have this platform, <laughs> is to get into the nitty-gritty as such. Um, but okay, Really, the last question we have to address is: Is this movie worth rewatching, Julia? If you would like to start us off, <laughs> absolutely.
2: Um, <laughs> my first instinct was to say yes, simply because of Preminger, though. Yeah, like yeah, I agree. Hitting the end of the movie, I was like, "All right, let's wrap it up." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. they also ran out of songs. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, that's a good point. Yeah, the beginning was song-heavy, and then it fizzled out. And it was also lacking Preminger because he was defeated. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I love how it was like a Rethinking.
0: solid three minutes without Preminger and we're like, cut it. Just cut it here. Just Rub cut it,
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> up. Hang it up, folks. <laughs> Star character. Yeah. Honestly, oh, this this yeah. movie would be nothing without Preminger. It would be so right. bad. It would be actively bad without yeah. Preminger. That's why my initial was yes. And then I was like, hmm. I Still think, yes, but yeah, not more than once. I feel like <laughs> um, if you have seen it before and you don't need to watch, like, the whole thing in its glory for cultural context, re-watching it by watching, like, through the first half and then, like, skipping through quicker mm-hmm. through the second half mm-hmm. could be a good way to go. Because yeah. you just need to get the, that first half with the really good songs. Right. If
1: you... Are- Just so happened to be a Broadway producer. Um, Yes.
0: This is the IP you've been looking for. (laughs) Go for it. This public domain plot line.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Mark Twain.
0: Okay. Allegedly. This is free. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would say... this movie definitely was not even close to the most painful one we've rewatched during <laughs> this season. Close. Um there have been some true doozies. <laughs> and I think between the songs, the really good alto and soprano splits mm. and Preminger mm. being like a nuanced <laughs> character, it, it's definitely worth rewatching.
2: You'll get goosebumps.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> it's like chills. it's like an unpro <laughs> it's like an unproblematic queen of a movie. You know, <laughs> yeah. like there's a couple yeah. little things like with the accents, like which again we're really That's getting so, into it. <laughs> there. I'm
2: really really like searching in the weeds. <laughs> yeah,
0: and like I do know, I do recognize that there is like a painful history of gay coded villains. Like if you're a little gay kid and you're like wow, the only gay men in movies are, like, villains. Right. (laughs) Like, that's not the best. Um, But that being said, Preminger is an icon, and I'm not going to dismiss his contributions to this world. Yeah,
1: and this goes without saying, but, like, it is, like, the whitest shit on the planet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was going to say something like that. There are some... People of color question mark in the background of maybe you see at the wedding, um, the wedding any like Mm -hmm. crowd scene, but it's like it's like they're not animated in a way that makes them
0: not look white. (laughs) They're like they're like low res rendered just with darker (laughs) skin,
1: similar to how uh, there used to be black Barbies that did not have a face that looked Mm -hmm. different from Mm -hmm. white Barbie, and that's an issue. Um, that's a huge issue. But yeah, it's kind of like that. And that happens a lot in the Barbie animated movies because, mm-hmm. I mean, being real, they hardly put any effort into the all white
2: no. characters <laughs> as far
1: as looks and and looking different from each other. But yeah, for me personally, it is worthwhile to rewatch <laughs> for Anybody listening to this, it's probably worth it to re-watch. <laughs> for the general public, no, not really.
0: But I, I think I would agree. Yeah, I felt
1: that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But like if you have any connection to Barbie or Barbie animated movies or princess movies or musicals, or mm-hmm. Martin Short, <laughs> absolutely watch this movie. Yes, then this yeah. is the movie for you. And I mean, are we, like, wrapping up? Yeah. Because I do need to let you all know about the thriving Preminger TikTok community.
2: Uh, right. <laughs> Please do. Specifically
1: the <laughs> the account at Future King Preminger. Oh, my God. Um, I've yes. been following them for months. And it's
0: enlightening <laughs>
1: in a different kind of way when you realize that other people who have never known you you will never know have the same sort of appreciation <laughs> for preminger mm. as the we Canadians do I mean there. I feel like growing up we felt we like we were the only people who ever saw this movie ever yeah. mm-hmm. and so to see
0: <laughs> def- definitely untrue
1: a teen yeah. or maybe young adult
0: dedicate and account to this fictional <laughs> character it's beyond words wow i'm looking at the account now they also have mother gothel posts oh
1: yeah oh, no it's not yes. even it's not just mother this gothel movie, posting but all of them bibble oh, yeah. posting
2: oh yes
0: Wow. Bibble be like, <laughs>
1: Bibble
0: be Bibble like, do be like. <laughs> Yodel who <a you. laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, um, I think we've definitely rung out all there is to say about this movie. Um, but Erin and Julia, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Of course. Yes, this was so fun. It's <laughs> been a joy and a pleasure um, <laughs> having you in the real studio. What a joy. In fun times. In the stewed. <laughs> uh, okay.
1: You can find more from us at evergreenpodcast.com/sleepover-cinema, and keep up with our latest creative projects at toopingpictures.com. If you want to watch our show as well as listen, we're on YouTube too. Search Sleepover Cinema, or go to the link tree in our Instagram bio. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Tuping Pictures, and would love to hear from you there. We're also on
0: TikTok at Sleepover Cinema, and that's really where the party is at. And if you like the show, if it brings back evocative memories of childhood or tweendom or babysitting, share the episode with a few friends. Leave us an iTunes review telling us what movie you'd like to see us cover next and leave us a review if you like the show. And if you don't, don't. Sleepover Cinema is a production of Evergreen Podcasts, produced, edited, and engineered by us, Hannah, and Audrey Leach. Sleepover Cinema is mixed by Sean Rule Hoffman with theme music by Josh Perlman Hall. Special thanks to executive producers Michael D'Aloya and David Moss. We'll chat again soon. Bye. Hello, everyone. My name is Matt Neglia, and I am the host of the Next Best Picture podcast, part of the Film Entertainment Awards website, Next Best Picture, For this upcoming award season race. We hope that you will join us on all the various podcasting networks. We look forward to seeing you over at nextbestpicture.com. This podcast was produced with the support of the Ohio Motion Picture Tax Credit and in partnership with the Ohio Development Services Agency.